Welcome to the Eyes of Indigo with your infinitely curious hosts, Iris Carter and Margaret Ross Sears. Please like, rate, and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. More information available at facebook.com slash eyesofindigo or at iriscarter.com where you will find a link to the Eyes of Indigo podcast. Oh, this is great. So, mm-hmm. I, I know more people will be coming in, but um, sure. we want to um, welcome you to our our podcast, video podcast. Um, we want to ask uh, to remind everybody to please help us grow. Hello, Angie. Um, please help us grow uh, by subscribing liking or following um our podcasts we're on facebook and youtube and we're also uh on itunes and spotify hello tara um you can find uh behind the scenes and extra thoughts and other little notes that i've created a blog Mm -hmm. where you can see the um you can hear the podcast from there and it's on my website at iriscarter.com and there's a link to the eyes of indigo podcast but anything you're looking for if you type in eyes of indigo on whatever format you're on we should pop up (laughs) and um so we appreciate y'all liking and sharing and share 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 tell people we want spotify itunes facebook and youtube yes Hey, Annabelle, how are you? Glad to see everybody here. Uh, Appreciate you joining us. So tonight's program, it came about because of a comment that one of our viewers made, and that's what we like. We want to get, yeah, you're always welcome to plug in your ideas or ask questions. And this came from a question. Um what spiritual what are our spiritual practices in daily living and so that's what we're going to address today and um i guess first of all i want to talk a little bit about what spiritual practices are right because you know people you know think oh well is that when you go to church and say your rosary or and it might be it might be but this but is we're not what, catholic <laughs> yeah exactly you know we, we can pretend <laughs> uh like but uh anyway uh howard be thy name <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've had friends back away from me when I've told jokes and things are going, you're going to get hit by lightning and I don't want to be anywhere near you. (laughs) I have a magnet on my refrigerator that it's it's just a picture of a beautiful, sexy blonde. And it says I'm going to hell in every religion. I bought that. I bought that one. I went, oh hell yeah! I'm, yeah. I'm going to hell every religion. I've offended everybody sooner or later. Uh, <laughs> Unintentional, but it is that's it is what it is. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's just you know, you can't take yourself too seriously. You can't take no. It's yeah. We're not here to be somber. We're here to enjoy. Yeah. yeah so, be um, but but really spiritual. Um, 
practices or they're they're meant to quiet the mind and to align yourself and so you know but what does that mean uh some people don't even understand you know, align yourself you know what i need to go to the chiropractor no well yeah you do that's not what this is about <laughs> yeah exactly we're not gonna crack your back or whatever. Crack, um, crack you uh, crack your uh, crack your chakras yeah. <laughs> I've heard that getting your alignment and your chakras. This is this is one of the processes that actually can be described that way. Yeah, or some of the processes can be described that way. Yeah. Yeah. And if and and for those who are, you know, okay, I've heard the chakras and you know, you, you see jokes poked about it and things like that. But um if you can remember the rainbow. Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. That's the colors of the, the chakras that the align. Main, the main seven. Yeah. Yeah. That that run uh, basically up your body uh, from your head to your pelvis. And um, so, and then supposedly the seven notes of the musical scale align with those as well, which is kind yep. of interesting. Yeah. Um, and so when you're aligning your chakras or you're grounding yourself, we're going to talk about some ways to do that and how we do that in our daily lives. And if y'all have comments or questions um, or things that you do that you think you want to share with us, we'll uh, be able to um, do that. Incorporate okay. it. Yeah. Yes. Incorporate bring it. it. Bring it into the conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, do you, why don't you start? Well, the logical place for me to start would be, what do I do first thing in the morning? What do you do to start your day? The question, the, the question that it was Lee, that uh, was the name of the lady that asked us, what are our personal spiritual practices? So a logical thing would be, well, what do we do on a day? If you want to know about a day or day in, day out, daily basis, um, I've trained myself that when I wake up, one of the first things that I try to think about, say, or do, um, even before I hit the loo, <laughs> is a very simple, I put both my hands on my heart chakra and just think about the cosmic, infinite, spiritual one, the Godhead, the, the divine uh, creator, whatever that is out there, and I address it and but that's all I do. And I say, my beloved, oh, my beloved. Wow. And then, like, and then let go, let go, sit up and go about my day. And that's it for waking up. So I'm acknowledging the great divine there is, acknowledging that I'm awake and acknowledging that these things exist, that I exist because I also understand that I am a part of that one. I'm acknowledging myself. I'm doing it, I mean, this is a Reiki master practice as well as a lot of other practices to, you know, heart chakra, um, centering in that. And what I'm saying is coming from love, expressing love as well as acknowledging all those things and just putting my mindset immediately in that spiritual basis, 
right off the bat. And that's the first That is so <laughs> honorable. My routine in the morning is to get up and go, where the hell did I go last night? What, <laughs> what were you telling me? I didn't understand. <laughs> now that comes while I'm on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell were we doing last night? I, I remember, but it doesn't make sense. It's like spiritual alcoholism. And yeah. I'm sure that there's a coordination with spirits and spirits for a reason. <laughs> they drag me all over. We're partying hard, and I get up, uh, you know, with a hangover every morning. And it's spiritual like... hangover. <laughs> An energetic hangover. <laughs> oh, man. I have been so busy these past months, and it's just... Yeah. And it's, I'm going to the same places repeatedly, different, you know, I like I might go this place, might go these three places this night, and these places another night, and I'm stuff is happening while I'm gone, and I go back, and I'm checking in on stuff that's going on, and I know I'm going somewhere else, and we're You're talking stuff. about in your dream state, not actually physically walking places. Yes. Right? In okay, my okay. dream, I'm going... Context. Yeah, you're talking about in your dream state when you're asleep. Yeah. Yes. When I'm asleep, right. my mind or my... Is going two or three or four places that you've been before. Nathan and preparing something and it's like I just want to hear more of the conversation I don't quite understand you know just equip the vague stuff and tell me what's going on so that's what I wake up with every morning it's like what was that <laughs> I've learned I don't want to know uh, I've learned to not to not ask what the hell's going on. Oh, not me. I'm too curious. You know, mm -hmm. I want to see what's going on behind the curtain. <laughs> We're different. I've learned. I don't want to know. Yeah, no. <laughs> Show it all to me. I can take it. <laughs> I think I can take it. <laughs> well, sooner or later, they'll bring it to you. Yeah, and maybe that's what I should be doing is more of the, yes, thank you for this well, day. And <laughs> You could, yeah. I mean, that's more of an. Uh, thank you for this day. It's more of a end of day thing. But just, uh, beloved, oh my beloved, and that's it. Just and an acknowledgement, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, sometimes, and I do feel sometimes I feel inspired to say Namaste instead of beloved, oh my beloved, or I'll say all of, all of it, Namaste, oh my beloved, and that all means the same thing. Bless you. I see you. I acknowledge you. I love you. Good stuff like that. Or aho. Aho. Ashe. Aloha. Um, all those. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Some other spiritual practices would I do. Um, some spiritual practices I do every now and then, you know, a few times a year, a few times a month, but uh, on special occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Um, such as uh, burning white candles when um, somebody's dying or their pet is dying or they're going through a profound change, like when uh, the COVID stuff started uh, in March and when people have passed on that I know about, burning white candles. We burn white candles, one of those uh, long, tall uh, seven day candles that cost one or two bucks at the dollar store or the family dollar or something like that. Sometimes they have a Jesus or a Mary mm -hmm. 
or some other saint on the side, but the plain white ones are our favorites. And we burned those. And Iris asked me a really good question about, well, what is that about? And that's actually a practice that comes from a lot of different traditions, um, such as uh, a lot of pagan ones and a lot of indigenous ones. And it serves two purposes. The first one being it's a, whoop, I'm losing my earpiece. First one being it's a hyper-focusing of the intention and letting the flame carry that up and hyper-focus it all in that molecular tiny burning spot. The second uh, purpose for it is it's in honor. It's an homage, it's an homage, it's a memorial for whoever is involved and as an entity representing that entity's spark of lights in the universe. So a little bit of candle magic, a little bit there, but that's also a regular spiritual practice. Um, how about you, Iris? What do you do when, when kerfuffle happens? <laughs> dying or the whole nation you know, going on lockdown or something like that? One of the biggest um, things that I have found that helps me and, you know, one is kind of a two, two step thing. Um, I definitely, every time I take the dog out to do her business, yeah, it's a reminder for me to ground myself. Yeah. And, and yeah. I will stand in the sun. I've got a great East, the front of the house faces east and back of the house faces west. So I, I get the sun all day, you know, just going right overhead. And so wherever I go, I get somewhere in the sun and I absorb that light and that energy. And I also um, start in the heart chakra and I move my energy. I feel my energy go down my body and go into the ground. Sometimes I can do it well enough that I can actually smell the earth. I love doing that oh. when I can pull that up yeah. and, and just go as, as deep as I can, you know, and pull, then I pull myself back up through. Hmm. And when I, as I'm coming back up, I'm pulling energy from all the rocks and minerals and hmm. earth. And hmm. I bring it all the way up to the top and imagine the light, on top of my head and then I bring it and pull it back down into my heart space. Mm. And it, it can be, it can take me 30 seconds or I can spend yeah. five minutes doing it. It doesn't, yeah, but I do that at least mm -hmm. a couple of times a day. And you know, when I kind of mm. check in and do that, when things really get wonky or I've had times where I've gotten a load of information that's like, I feel just so discombobulated. I'll go out and um, I've got a oak and a maple tree side by side outside my back door. And I will go and literally touch yeah. one of the trees, usually the oak tree. And I'll, I'll do the same type of meditation. Making my nose good. But yeah. I just kind of, and, and sometimes I'm just talking to the trees and I'm saying, thank you for taking this away from me. Yeah, you know, help me get balanced. I'll I'll talk to the trees. Um, yes, 
And it was really fascinating. And I, and I wrote about this on a blog on my website, but when I was a little girl, oh God, my, I was probably four years old, four or five. Um, my sister and I would, I think it was the way my mom would like get, get out of the house, you know, kind of thing. My sister was, is, is still six years older than me. Uh, <laughs> we haven't time changed that much. And, uh, she would, she'd lay a blanket out under, we had a big old tree in the front yard. And I don't know now what it was. It might've been an oak tree too, but we had this huge tree and we would lay a blanket out on a nice day. And my sister would read or something and I would lay and take a nap. But sometimes, you know, I'd, I'd lay with my head in her lap and we'd talk or we'd play a little bit, but it was just a time to get me to calm down. And I remember, and I knew, I know I did this more than once, but the, this one time sticks out in my head where I was laying down, looking up and we had been looking at the clouds and stuff, but it was a quiet day not much wind and i started talking in my mind to the trees and i was like you know hey tree and i saw a branch move and i was like was that you and i saw it move again oh. and then i was like wind is there wind and and the tree was perfectly still and then the wind did blow and it it moved a different direction than when it was waving and talking waving me. at you yeah and and so i really learned to make that connection and then years later in the 90s i was working on my uh undergraduate degree as a continuing ed student and one semester i took existentialism in one class and Confucianism in another class. I was totally screwed up that whole semester. But <laughs> in the existential class, we read uh, uh, Martin Buber, I think it was, and okay. or Sartre. I don't know if it was Sartre or Buber, but he, the I and Thou book. It's called I and Thou. I've got it on a shelf over there. I can't remember. Um, but he talks about connection with trees. Oh. And if you, you know, he's, you know, I and Thou and the I and I and you is when you're connecting with a person. I and thou is when you're connecting with everything. Okay. And it's like, and, and he, at, he kind of puts it in question is, can we be so well connected that we can actually talk to trees? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I know that one. <laughs> and um, so I, I go out and talk to my trees when I'm really. The earth and the trees. Yeah. yeah. The earth and the trees. Yeah. Very cool. Um, when I need to do a reset, uh, some of you that know, know of me already, I'm a Reiki master teacher. Reiki is my go-to um, energy medicine practice for when me or someone else, it's a touch, uh, touch energy healing therapy method for those that don't know. You can read more about it at Reiki.org. But <clears throat> it's... Moving chi energy through your hands or through your existence, you don't necessarily have to touch. But there's also Reiki symbols. And my favorite one that I use almost every single day, <clears throat> especially for the whole planet right now, is the power symbol, the first Reiki symbol. And it has a 
blessing, healing, and my nose is going off. Vibrating <laughs> 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 nose thing. Um, it has a blessing, uh, healing, um, clarification, um, acceleration, amplification effect. And I use that one a lot. But when David and I really want to do some heavy duty reset, connecting, whatever, um, we like burning sage incenses. And we also um, use bells, one of which you can see right there <laughs> behind me that um, Shaman Nella Silverspear gave us a long time ago. But we have other bells around the house. And it's sound clearing or it's an olfactory um, ionic cleansing with the uh, burning of the sage. And there's the energetic process of uh, Reiki moving chi through your body, through the environment. And we got some comments going on there. And yeah, Heather Hilton connecting with nature is amazing. And Randy uses the power symbol mostly too. Mm -hmm. um, when I really want to play with Reiki, I start with the power symbol and then I move over to the master symbols, which are basically the power symbol on steroids. <laughs> but they're more complicated. They take longer to do. So I instinctively do the power symbol, which is a whole lot faster. Um, so my question for you then in that case, uh, Iris is, uh, you do theta healing practices, correct? Uh -huh. So for your personal practice, how does, where do you incorporate that or what do you do with it? Um, one of the, theta is um, going into a theta brainwave and <clears throat> connecting with the all that is, with, yes. you know, and, and usually I refer to it as creator, but, you know, whatever name trips your trigger, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> with, with Theta, um, it doesn't take a long time to get into that brainwave. And it's like, you it's know, some people, yeah. And some people, um, you know, try to meditate and they've practiced and practiced for hours and hours and years and years. And, and it doesn't have to be that difficult. And uh, part of it is instead of like the when I was describing being outside and, and connecting with the ground, yeah. got to be grounded. And then when I go up, I keep going. Um, and and it's it, it, it's like I see myself going through the universe, the multiverses, you know, through the seven planes of existence until I get to a little door with a light and you go in and it's just bright light, crystallized, crystalline type, sparkly white light that you're just completely in it. And there is where I have my conversations with, with God essentially. Um, and, and that's where I, I get my most, the, my best messages. And if I want to connect with somebody who is alive or their higher self or they're dead or uh, an animal's higher self or whatever, I, I, I ask, that's where I ask to make the connections that I need to make for whatever information I need. Or it's a place to just spend some quiet time and kind of go, okay, what do you need me to know? 
um, and I get mm -hmm. that information. And then when I'm ready to come back, I just make sure that I'm back in my head, I'm in my body and I'm grounded again and settle in my heart space. Um, so that's, yeah. And it, so it's that kind of routine. And there's actually a meditation. Uh, Viana hmm. Stabel is uh, the one who formulated or shared or created, however you want to say it, the, the Theta Healing Practice. And she's got some good meditations on YouTube. Um, oh, good. Good recommendations. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Randy asks uh, asks you a question is, it might be for me too. He says, uh, well, Iris, do you use sage or any kind of um, burning stuff like that? And do you use something else besides sage? Uh, he has allergies to that. I've got, um, uh, I burned palace after, oh, a diffuser. A with uh, natural oils essential oils yeah and and but be careful because a lot of people try to go for the cheap essential oils you know i'll get what's in the health store or get and what you end up and, and they're, they're watered down or they're toxic or whatever so you want to get them from a reliable source source yeah um but i'll, you I'll do that i've have you tried palo santo which is wood P-A-L-O-S-A-N-T-O, -P -A -A Palo Santo, which burns like sage. Mm. And also sweetgrass, braided sweetgrass are two other popular burning um, things if essential oils is a challenge for somebody. I never, I never thought about just burning sage just to leave it. Uh -huh. Like a can like you burn a candle. I mean, right. I've done it for cleansings and things. Yeah, yeah, you can do it for cleansing, but you can just leave it sitting out burning while you're meditating or just letting it waft out in, in the house as well. Palo Santo can burn that way, and so can sweet grass. Interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then somebody comes to visit um, and they think you've been smoking pot. <laughs> you've been smoking pot, which is why burning something else might smell a little bit better than that. <laughs> people who are in the know for what that stuff smells like <laughs> oh i don't know i've just heard <laughs> it's a common joke absolutely <laughs> by the way choker rays the uh the power symbol in uh reiki that does the exact same thing that sage does so there you go no smell <laughs> that's the exact same effect but stones uh, we also use um a lot of stones we have we have a we have pebble gardens every freaking where. We have altars in every single house of, of our of our home here. And Iris and I were showing each other some of the cool rocks that we have sitting around our yes. computers. <laughs> yeah, isn't that I love I oh, there it is. I love yeah. that. That's a her white the white thing's actually part of the integral part of the stone. Yeah, it's smooth. It's not painted on or anything like that. It's part of the rock. It comes like it's that. Part of the rock that it comes yeah. And then we got into an interesting discussion um, that I learned that I was doing. And then I learned from Dale Stacy, seashells are another expression of minerals and stones, except for they're more widely used in island and coastal culture cultures, especially Hawaii, because minerals and rocks 
uh, volcanic volcanic action is too new. You can't get amethysts and quartz and stuff like that in those parts of the world because the earth is being turned up with all the, the lava traffic going on. They use shells and corals and pearls and, and cool stuff like that for their um, spiritual stone practices. And the different shells have different meanings. Oh, um, this Larimar is um, a ring that I like using a lot when I'm really doing some heavy duty as well as this moonstone ring that I have. Um, I like using when I'm doing um, Reiki work on somebody particularly. They act as uh, amplifiers. Um, this is uh, the moonstone. <laughs> exactly, better than Bluetooth. This is a, a heart-driven stone. It comes from heart energy, and this is a, sh a shamanic stone. So it's more 6-7 coming out of uh, amplification. So that's just a little bit. That's a tiny, tiny bit of the hundreds and hundreds of stones that we've got all over this house. Um, I sleep with them beside my bed. Uh, we have them in our food prep areas. We have them all around our computers, all around our television sets. We've got two television sets. Um, David's man cave, on and on and on. Um, and what about you, Iris? Do you are stones a part of your practices in your house, your living situation? <laughs> yeah. What was really interesting is when I was a kid, I used to collect rocks. I had a rock collection. Little did I know that that was Vogue. Yeah. The, you know, I mean, and I, I, everywhere I, I would pick up stones that I thought were interesting or, you know, and then I had a, a great uncle that was a rock hound. And I mean, he traveled all over the world and would get rocks and things. And sometimes I would get a stone from him or, or something like that. But um, now, of course, I, you know, I, I got to be a teenager and got rid of my rock collection. <laughs> and, uh, but as an adult, I've started collecting crystals and, and I have, it's kind of like books for me. If I'm not yeah. careful, you know, it's like they'll over, they'll take over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but I do have them. I don't, I haven't studied crystals as much. Um, what I do with them is just more intuitive than say more instinctive, intuitive for you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I have yeah. them and um, I can't remember what's the one that it's, you put them, they put a mixture the people that make them, they put a mixture in, um, like Super a laminate. Seven. And Super it, seven. No, it, it, no. It, it, but it's like, um, it looks like glitter and stuff in there, but it's really good oh. for putting by TVs and yeah, electronics. Uh, not, I want to say bloodstone, but it's not, not bloodstone. No, it's like, uh, yeah, um, they, they're either laminate. purple and sparkly or, or orange and sparkly. Uh, yeah. And guys? I, I I in the comment section you guys know tell us um it's it's a something stone not rhinestone um uh, it's um and i i wish i had i thought i had one in here and i probably do but it's gold stone goldstone gold stone it's called goldstone yeah oh, is i've heard it called something else but okay. I, well i don't stone has multiple names but uh, that's i think that's called goldstone g-o-l-d 
Okay. Um, Randy, you asked, what is the shaman stone? There's there's more than one type of shaman stone. This is a Laramar, L-A-R-I-M-A-R, a Laramar, and it's blue and white. And but a more popular uh, shaman stone, I think you already have. It's a selenite. It's a mm -hmm. clear um, clear stone. Is a selenite is an excellent shamanic stone. I've got um, selenite and, here. I've got a yeah. rod and I yes. use it like to disconnect cords and attachments right. and things. Right. Yeah. It's a great conductor of energy as well as clearing and mastering all other stones. There's a ton. You can, there's, you can get PhDs in crystal and stone and mineral medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Wow. Something that I also do on a, on nearly a daily basis is I listen to um, a chant that, I hooked, uh, that I sent a link to, I listened to it off of YouTube and I play it throughout my house. Yeah. Seashells are totally from the earth. They and you're in Miami. <laughs> Annabelle so, is in Miami. <laughs> so, yep. She's got a lot of, uh, seashell medicine all around her. So, um, this chant is a, a Hindu chant and it's called Maham Ritunyunjaha. And I just call it by the guy, the German guy who sings it. His name is Brat, uh, Hein Brat. Iris is going to play, um, a, you know, a minute of it or so for you. But the intention of it, while you're listening, so you can understand, he's speaking Hindu, and the chant that he's saying is about five minutes long. It's based on the Om, O-M. And the purpose of the intent is to raise the vibration of everyone and everything that can hear the sonic vibrations of the chant itself. In other words, your body, your house, your pets, your food, your sleeping blankets, your books, your computer, your cell phone, your clothes, your mind, your, your aura, everything and everyone that can hear this chant. So your neighbors maybe, or anybody else in the household or anybody outside, anybody that can hear this chant is their vibration gets raised higher and higher. The more you listen to it on a daily basis is what's re recommended for an hour, one, uh, one hour of five minute, five minute chants. So obviously 12 times or 13 times. It raises your vibration for the purpose of, it has a protective effect. It raises your vibration more positive, more higher. That's good English. <laughs> it raises your, uh, your vibration higher so that low vibration and or inappropriate vibrations and intentions don't work on you or in your space. And therefore it has a result it has a protective quality. Uh, for example, the man that taught this to me, he had two friends who were rock climbers. One of his friends was also into Hinduism and chanting like himself, listened regularly to this chant every day. The other rock climber buddy, it wasn't his lifestyle. That wasn't what he did. He wasn't into Hinduism or anything like it. So he, this was not a part of his world. The two friends went climbing uh, in, uh, up a mountain like they do, and they disturbed a uh, wasp nest 
by accident in the rocks. And of course they started swarming. The guy who does not listen to these chants got attacked and they hurt him and they stung him and, and he you know, had medical problems. The other guy who was right there, they're within inches of each other, inches of this uh, swarming nest that blew up, not one sting, not one attack, completely protected. Your vibration is high enough, you know, the, the animals can tell. So that evidence alone <laughs> sold me on the idea originally, and yes, it does work. Nothing happens in this house that's of huge consequence, and it's actually quite peaceful here. Um, and you said you listen to it every day, right? I listen to it every day, and if I skip a day, I, I can feel it. And, you know, we listen to it you know, the next day immediately. But if you, uh, you can follow the link, uh, it's on YouTube. The guy who sings it is Brat, B-R-A-A-T. And I'll, just, I'll play it for a minute right now. Just and you so can you recognize it. the logo. Yeah, you can recognize the logo when you see it on YouTube. But you'll feel it. you do is um, the first few weeks you just listen to the chant and let it play in your household let it do its effect in your household and on yourself and as you learn the words you can start singing along and it deepens the effect and makes it even more pervasive learn the words and chant along however it's uh, according to the Hindu tradition it's real important that you learn the words and the chant correctly there's a protocol to it so I mumble along. <laughs> Don't want to offend any Hindu gods. <laughs> I can do the alms. <laughs> there you go. And mostly just let it bathe you in the sound. It's not required to learn the chant. It's just if you want to go to the next level, so to speak. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that guy's got a great voice. I mean. Yeah. Heinbrat is known for that. Uh, or I'm not even sure he's still alive. He might not be alive anymore. He uh, might be. But yeah, he was a talented dude. He's been around for decades. Yeah. 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 So, 
Yeah. So what are some other practices that you indulge in? <sighs> well, earth? there's um one of the things is um and I find this is it's a clearing thing for me. Um when when I'm kind of doing my meditation, sometimes I, I almost well, what I do is I ask creator to the standard is that I know other people do is ask for all rips and tears in your auric field to be repaired. You know, your aura is the light that's and that's around you. Um, and I took it a step further and went and said, okay, yeah, let's, let's heal all rips and tears. But also I asked for a cleansing because what I was seeing was my aura was acting like a filter. And so it was like, you know, there any, somebody come around me with negative energy and it's kind of like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and so I'd say, okay, so let's cleanse it and send that energy to creator to deal with. Um, uh, yeah. I ask yeah. for regeneration and rejuvenation and revitalization and to, to enhance the colors and the balance and all that. And so I just, just kind of, ask for that on a routine basis and as soon as i do it i feel like i've been cleansed it's just like yeah, woof, yeah it's very very light and um uh i and i know it, it like spiritual housekeeping you know you gotta yeah <laughs> and so uh, uh that's something that helps me um also i know we were talking a little bit about this earlier when things happen that are serendipitous or mm. or particularly noteworthy, it might be anything from seeing a butterfly go by to seeing a different kind of wild animal out in my backyard or yeah. somebody calls me and says something or I see phenomenon I, yeah, yeah some sort of little whatever it is it can be innocuous uh, yeah yeah i i i give thanks yes you know an, an yes. acknowledgement that yes. hey i see the message i recognize it thank you um I, i've had um, little gifts yeah everyone and every once in a while like i know i can tell when my parents are checking in because i'll see pennies around yeah. yeah i see you thank you appreciate it you know and for sure yeah so there's anything like that if i if i if i recognize something and see something and that acknowledgement what happens is you're putting it out that you appreciate it and more comes yes and yeah. so um i'm constantly saying namaste to objects to people in my letter writing, in my emails, even in business, <laughs> if I feel, if I detect that they are of the yoga or alternative mindset, um, namaste, namaste, namaste. And it's worth it. If you don't know what namaste means, to look it up because the real definition of namaste is actually a couple of paragraphs long in English. But N-A-M-A-S-T-E, 
uh, Namaste is, yes, very uh, influential. You know what? You just made me think of another practice that lots of times I've taught other people when they're trying to release something or forgive something. The Ho'oponopono practice of I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And that's a mantra that's in obviously in English. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And that's the whole pon that's based on the whole pono whole pono pono practice that again is Hawaiian um, in nature. And that is all about uh, forgiving and releasing things, energies, situations, mindsets, people who are no longer their energy is no longer in service uh, or to your benefit. Um, that's another one that's um, not, I don't say that nearly as much as uh, namaste. Mm -hmm. but thank you and namaste, yes. Every, like day, please, every day, all day. Yeah. I like the please forgive me statement because um, yeah. uh, one thing I learned uh, <clears throat> through the Theta Healing and all is, you know, your words have so much meaning and we can say things and not mean to, and I know I've talked about this in, in, in the earlier podcast, sure. but when sure. you, you know, some people go, Oh, I'm so stupid. I didn't mean to do that. Self-talk. Cancel clear that. Don't say it. <laughs> Cancel delete. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, Cancel, clear, one of the delete. things that people do a lot and I'm guilty of it is, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're not sorry. You're not. There's nothing wrong with you. Yes, it, yeah. because it can be misinterpreted. I, you know, I apologize. Please forgive me. Excuse me. You know, pardon me. That, those kinds of things are better words than I'm sorry, because you're declaring that you're not a good understanding. Saying I understand is a very, very controversial statement that most people are not aware of what that really means. And to break it down a little more simply, think about what under and stand mean. <clears throat> when you understand somebody, uh, somebody makes declares a statement and you stand below them, you are acknowledging that they are superior and have authority over you. So when you say, I understand, you are legally and energetically and spiritually acquiescing to someone else's authority because you understand them and they override, overstand, oversee you. So be careful about, consider, think about, do the research. Definitely. Don't just take my word for it. Do the we'll research about the phrase, words. I understand. You can say, I comprehend. Um, you can say, uh, that, is, that, is, um, that is within my uh, realm of knowledge. And you can say all kinds of alternatives. I get that. Hey. I, I get it. Yep. But saying, I understand means something that most people are not aware. And in legal situations, that can really, really put you in the hole. And you didn't even know it. But that's a little bit of a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I'd bring yeah. it, Spirit said to bring that to you guys' attention. Pay attention to the word, to the phrase, I understand. Yes. Um, and I think. Um, understand. But, yep. Randy said understand. That's another way to do it, too. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. good. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends on the context of the situation. Absolutely. Yes. And, and another thing, since we're talking about words, um, it, it, this came to my attention and I keep feeling like I need to talk about it a little bit. Sure. I wrote, um, and I wrote a whole blog post about this, but when you talk about, I see a lot of people going, you know, thoughts and prayers and, we, <laughs> and, and praying. And I have, actually wrote a blog post called don't pray for me mm-hmm. and it's not that i mean that i don't want people to be concerned and put out positive energy for me right but what it means is too many times when people like i saw somebody today that posted that they were concerned about a family member and they asked for prayers and people go oh i'll pray that he gets better i'll pray that he um and that's might not necessarily be what's in the highest and best for that person so when you pray you're if you're gonna ask for don't don't dictate what you want to happen for somebody right it's not our decision it there's a bigger picture to it and we can't always see it um i, I was told the, the word story choice would be go ahead uh, well, yeah. I know somebody, yeah, I know somebody that um, t- this person told me the story about a, a, a friend that they knew. He needed a liver transplant. He, people were praying, I'll pray that you get a new liver, you know, and he did. And something went wrong and he had to have another one. And he had a third one. And he, I mean, three liver transplants. But every time, everybody would pray, oh, I want you to get better. I'm going to pray that you get, you know, and they would talk about how their prayer chains worked and got him a new liver. The whole thing was he wanted to die. He was like, stop praying for me. It is time for me to go. And they were manifesting and bringing this to him. And it was, it was what he didn't want. He didn't want. And it wasn't in his highest and best. And so, you know, we can't always see the big picture of what's going on or why somebody is dying and we need to let's let them. I, when I, I'll, I'll send light and love to people. Sure. And, and in my mind, I am asking creator for, whatever is needed for this person that's in their highest and best and just let it go with grace and ease and, you know, positive energy, creator's love. You know, it, it just depends on whatever comes to me at the time that I think of that this person might need. I ask for those things that are innocuous and not judgmental. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and so those those words are important as well. Um, yeah. I, I see people go, oh, I'll pray for you and I'll pray for you to get better. And I just, <laughs> it just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. yeah. Tara, Tara said the classic um, neutral words, ask for the highest good for the person. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nice, neutral, high vibrations, highest good, whatever that is. Whatever and so all is. of those things, when you when you incorporate these little things into your daily life, that becomes your spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and That's, it becomes a daily mindset to defer to your intuition, to defer to your instincts on a spiritual level, um, seeing sacred in every living thing, uh, seeing sacred in every inanimate thing as well. Um, it be becomes a part of your daily life, your daily mindset. And Not you start realizing the interconnectivity of everything. Yes. Yes. That's one of the cool perks is you start seeing that. The grids start showing up right in front of your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's really um, cool. um, so let's see. On, on less, something else we do that's yeah, not so much, obviously not so much daily, but we have a monthly drumming circle that we mm. do. It's free to the public over in um, Holden Beach, North Carolina, that we do with our uh, shamanic friends and the general public. And in the spring and summer, when the year 2020 wasn't happening, we did Reiki circles on the beach. We did Reiki treatments and Reiki circles on the beach at um, at Holden Beach. And uh, there, a drum circle started up around that. So you actually got treated during drum circles. It was kind of cool. It was the second drum circle. And yep, spiritual practice is lived. Absolutely. Um, but you know, we do meditation circles. Uh, one of my favorite meditations for myself that I also like teaching as well. Uh, we teach it on the Reiki master level, but anybody can learn it is the three pillars of Reiki is what literally it's called. And in short, um, you prep yourself, you prep your intention, ask for uh the connection to start between yourself and the divine, and then you execute the practice of meditating or treating Reiki, whichever one you want to do. And those are the basically the basically three pillars. But the first step is called the Gasho, and the Gasho meditation, uh, prepping yourself, is my favorite. And without going through a whole long bunch of details about what steps I actually take mentally to go through it because I can power through them in just a couple of seconds because um, I've done it so many times. But basically what I do is mentally shrink myself, my awareness and myself down to microscopic level and fly out into the nothing in between the atoms and the quarks and the, and the um, quarterly cues and all that other crap that's out there and literally fly out into the nothing and be in the nothing. Similar to what you were describing about you go to the levels and you talk to God in that beautiful, um, sparkly, uh, special door space, which, by the way, have you ever seen the movie um, Doctor Strange? Yeah. Doctor Strange. Not only is he good looking, yeah. they 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 illustrate exactly what you describe. The movie Doctor Strange with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh -huh. um, the movie describes how he learns to be a wizard across a dimension, a multi-dimensional wizard across space and time. And the special effects that they use when he's learning and when he actually practices um, these. He does this symbol a lot, which is the opening of a gate. 
um, and using a special medallion that he has in front. But anyway, you got to see it. It's got comedy as well as uh, a lot of reveals in it. Yep, love Doctor Strange. Um, it's got a lot of comedy. It's got a lot of reveals. It's got a lot of philosophy. It's got a lot of old medicine as well as new medicine, new age medicine, yada, yada. Medicine by medicine, I mean practices. Um, but visually, they describe exactly what you said about, <laughs> about what uh, the levels are in there. So go check out Doctor Strange. You would love it. I will. I will. Like you're going to sit there and go, oh. <laughs> I know you will. You're going to be, ah. That's, that's what we see. That's what we talk about. But that's what he does. Um, by the by the way. And oh heck, what was I talking about before that? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Well, um, well, I, uh, oh, oh, the guy show. Yeah, I go out into where you say you go into the light. Surprise, I go out in the dark. <laughs> um, I go out into the, the the liminal space. I think we've I may have mentioned this before. I think I have. L-I-M-N-A-L, the sacred space between. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going out in the sacred space between all molecules, between all things, um, where everything and anything can be manifest, anything and everything can happen. And there is no judgment. There is no good or bad. It's all just super intensely sacred. And in my case, extremely peaceful. Um, for some people, it's actually a very, very dynamic space. And that's cool. For me, it's very peaceful. And that's a gasho meditation. Nice. And that's something I do. Uh, that's my own private personal meditation when I need to meditate. Um, you mentioned something before we started uh, the Internet. And you were talking about what people, we were talking about what people think meditation is could you expound on that a little bit one more time well a lot of people uh, if, if i'm recalling what what did i say um a lot of what people it is do, and what it isn't yeah people think that meditation is this long drawn out process that you have to um uh uh go deep and you know and there's been jokes about it and you know people people you know do the oh yeah. you know and they'll, yeah. they'll make and and you don't it doesn't have to be this long drawn out process it's just mainly like we've been talking about getting quiet yeah and and um and actually, I've heard it likened to uh, praying is talking, meditation yeah. is listening. Yeah, yeah. And and so you're. That's great clarity. Yeah, and so if you're just calm and kind of making sure that you're in balance with yourself and that your head is quiet and that you're really listening. Um whether and whether you're listening to messages from God or whether you're just listening to the earth around you. Yes. It, it can which be is still God, which is still God. Yes. 
Um, and one thing that I have done, and it's been a long time since I've done it, and it's something I want to do with the grandkids when the weather's a little warmer, lay a, a sheet out on the ground and go lay on the ground and feel the earth rotate. Oh, I love doing that. Yes, and I haven't I done it for years. And I yeah. saw somebody refer to it not too long ago, and I was like, oh, I so need to do that again. You forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, it, that is a meditation because you have to get quiet and still and be in the moment to feel the earth move. That was my very first, uh, as an adult, as an adult, um, that was one of my first reawakenings of spirituality. A friend of mine, we were laying on boulders up on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Ooh. And he said, just lay still. He didn't, he didn't lead, he didn't lead or give me any subconscious things. He said, just lie still here. It was the middle of the day, bright and sunny, sun, Saturday afternoon, you know, 18 years old, 19 years old. No, I was 19. Yeah, I was 19 by then. And he said, just lie, lie out here and tell me what you experience. He said, give it a few minutes. Just tell me what you experience. And I said, okay. And I felt the warm sunshine and I felt the granite rock and it was a giant boulder and I felt the earth breathe beneath me. I felt the rise push up and I felt it collapse down with me. And it was very subtle. I mean, it was barely, you could barely feel it. And I freaked out and I sat up. I went, <laughs> I sat up real fast and was like, <laughs> and, he, and he started laughing. He said, what, honey, what happened? And I said, it's breathing. <laughs> Breathing. I it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. And he laughed. He said, Yeah. He said, I'm he said, I figured you you you're weird enough. You would get it. He said, I want to feel it again. And I said, Oh hell yeah. So we leave back. <laughs> it's doing it again. So yes, guys, you can do this. And it doesn't take bold. I mean, it was nice that he put me on boulders because you know it's there wasn't any earth thing or water moving underneath or it, you know, because actually earth can move and grass and lawns and, and roots and structures can move. Um, all kinds of, you know, cool video, YouTube videos about that. This was on a boulder in the middle of a bunch of other boulders on a mountain. And you could feel it. You could feel the earth breathe. And it was so pleasant. I just chilled and just rode that, rode that feeling for, you know, another good 20, 30 minutes. And just giggled my head off. It was awesome. Yeah, I forgot about doing that. You're right. I've got to do that again. It's kind of like, you know, you can be in the ocean and ride the waves. Or you can be yes. in the boulders and, <laughs> and ride those waves. Yes, it's just like riding yeah, a, a raft or an inflatable raft. Absolutely cool. Randy says, um, Randy and, and Heather and Linda have all made really cool comments. Have you ever heard rocks giggling or murmuring while you're hiking? You are within believing. Absolutely. Been doing that since childhood. Excellent. Yep. Listening, listening to the within. Absolutely. Well, we have been at this over an hour. <laughs> Time Surprise. flies when we're having when we're having fun. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, we probably should wrap it up for tonight. Sure. sure. But I want to show um Next week, yes, we want to, we're going to have Kim McAllister with us. And it's Yay. Calling All Angels. 
We're going to be exploring concepts, reality, and experiences with her. Um, you can visit her website, rainbowwingsconsulting.com. Uh, but we both um, know her and have had some really cool um, interactions with her. And she does angel readings. And she communicates with angels on a regular basis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so we're going to talk about some of those and our experiences. And have Kim her. talk about, yeah, and have Kim talk about some of her actual experiences with angels, actual conversations, actual experiences with angels, deceased people, and so on. So a yes. little bit of a uh, wings on the ground kind of thing or wings in the air. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're excited stuff. to have her join us and yeah. bring your a lot of fun. Yeah, yes. Kim, is, Kim is very fun. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yay. So, um, all right. And I guess with that, we will um, close out. Absolutely. Thank you for the compliments, Linda. And yes. Re and Re Reiki. Randy, I just called you Reiki. <laughs> <laughs> Reiki Randy said goodnight, everyone. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, guys. And don't forget um, to like and follow us and all yes. that good stuff on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Have a yes. good night. Bye, Deborah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Tara. Bye, Angie. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for The Eyes of Indigo with Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. Music is Arcadia by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons. You can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Eyes of Indigo. Copyright 2020, Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. <laughs>